You're listening to the Rad Podcast. Explore wealth. Different model, a different way, different way of doing business. Mm-hmm. Parts of the country, twenty four seven, seven days a week. I was just done with the gurus. If somebody gives me thirty to fifty thousand dollars, that should be a lifetime relationship for Podcast Nation. Because if you give me that kind of money, I have an obligation, in my opinion, a responsibility to so, see. I mean, you so awesome to have you guys on tonight. Um, I think there's some really good stuff we're going to be sharing tonight um, through the growth and some of the different things that are really cool. One of the things I want to start with is just a little bit of the update about how we're doing when it comes to. Um, cool things that that we're getting accomplished, we're getting done on our end. So one of the things I want to do is just add in, you know, some of the cool things we're doing here at Rad Diversify to increase, you know, our performance for all of you um, as Inner Circle members and, and continue to help you guys become more successful. So one of the things we recently added um, it was a logistician, a procurement specialist. Um, and reality, the reason, you know, we hired Mike Laney um, from, you know, the special operations world, from the logistics world, um, many, many years um, of service with our military. And, and and I just think we hired him because I think the impact of us being able to buy, you know, all the wood for 20 houses, all the, you know, couplings for 10 houses, all the copper, all the, you know, PVC piping, all of the flooring, you know, is just, you know, it makes a difference and it saves a lot of money. Buying 30 air conditioning units is typically gonna be cheaper than buying one. Um, and so we added that to the staff and team. And I just think that's as we grow, you know, we get more useful tools and more useful um, things that we get to do for all of you as a company. And so I just think that's kind of a cool, you know, new addition that we hired at RAD um, to increase the bottom line for all of you, which is really awesome. Um, I think the next thing I want to talk to a little bit about is an age old quote from Warren Buffett. And I know probably most of you know this, but at the same time, not everybody fully gets it. And so the quote is, um, when others are getting fearful, it's time for you to get greedy. And when others are being greedy, it's time for you um, to get fearful or time for you to back off a little bit, right? And I think this goes in markets and real estate, but it goes in different markets, right? I know a lot of people will see something on the rise and then they'll try and buy into it and get to be a part of it. And they're already getting too late to the game. It's kind of like people that bought real estate in 2007, 2006, they were too late to the game. It's um, a few years from now, office space is going to go through a bud blast and it's going to be too late. You know, when I first bought crypto, it was a good time to buy it. Um, And then we backed off and I told everybody a while back, it was time to back off a crypto and let it sit and ride for a little bit. And so, you know, I think now is the time for us to see that many people are fearful in that world. And now I think is time for us to be greedy when it comes to the crypto world. And so any inner circle member that's talked to me in the last two months has heard me say, hey, add five to 10K, add 20K um, to our crypto fund, because I feel like we're going to really make a statement um, in a time where a lot of people lost money because of the downturn of ETH and the downturn of Bitcoin, downturn of other things in crypto. Um, those are things that happen. But the reality is, is it's kind of like a compounded effect of return. And what I mean is, is you'll see ETH and Bitcoin, you'll see those things rebound. 
um, you'll see them go back up. It's like many things in economies where you see things going up and then you see the dip and then they go back up and then they dip and then they go back up and then they dip and then they go back up even further. And so you'll see many of those things happen. And crypto is just the same, whether it's real estate economy, money never goes down, it goes up. And it's on a continuous path up. And yeah, it has dips, but it's on a continuous path up. Same, same with the crypto world. And so, you know, I feel like now is a time for us um, as a group. I'm putting more money into it right now. And I know that we're you know, a lot of you are here because of real estate. And I know that crypto is one of our high risk buckets, right? As a part of being inner circles. And some of you like who just joined inner circle like two weeks ago are probably like, whoa, he's really pushing crypto. And I got in for real estate, right? Remember, real estate's our bread and butter, but this is one of those things where, you know, I think we could make a 5x or 10x return um, in the next, you know, year, year and a half. And if you put 10K into it and you can make a 10x return, then why not, right? We could also lose it, very possible, right, in the in, in the crypto world. But at the same time, I have a real strong belief in our team. Um, and, you know, I it was going to close it down um, after about two weeks ago. But then I just see so much opportunity in the landscape right now is that we want to put more money um, into some new investments. Um, and that's really cool because what we're doing utilizes, you know, ETH and um, Bitcoin in different ways. But the trading we're doing and the things we are doing is increasing the total amount of coinage that we have. So even if that coinage loses value, what will happen is, and, and I might not be using the right crypto jargon because I'm not a crypto guy, our team of, of uh, that works on crypto, right? Is it's obviously far the far, real far advanced on this, but the reality is, is, if we were make money in adding coin as the price of crypto goes up, then we double win, we triple win, and so it's it's a kind of like almost like doing two deals in one when you do the compounding effect of it. So you know that's just my two cents on crypto. Bell put the link um, into the chat. Um, it, I think we'll be maxed out, you know, in that within the next week. Um, of what we're, you know, we're trying to accomplish and trying to do, but I would definitely get 5, 10, 20K um, into that that crypto, right? Um, if you have 200K, I would, you know, throw 20K into it. If you have 100K, I'd throw 10K into it. And that's kind of how I look at it. Um, you know, the 10% rule of the high risk bucket. Let's talk about on the opposite end, our lowest risk bucket. For me, our lowest risk um, as investors um, in the inner circle has always been and always will be our hard money loans. Uh, hard money loans have a guaranteed return for you as investors. And I think we've done it a total of four times over the years. And it was really hard for me to understand its full scope or full capability of what our hard money loans did, you know, four or five years ago. And I didn't realize until I put pen to paper and I put math on and we had about 55 houses that needed to be rehabbed way back then. And I looked at things and I said, wow, you know, if I just had X amount of money, our portfolio would increase by X amount of value. And it was, I think it was around $2 million. And I said, if I have $2 million in rehab money, I think our total portfolio increase might've been six to 7 million. I have to go back and find, you know, one of those old videos to, to go through the math. And I was kind of blown away because that $2 million cost on me, you know, on a 20% return would have been 400K. And if I could take 400K um, to increase portfolio value, right, by as much as 6 million, my return on that 400K is, is, you know, insane. And so what I started to realize over the years is that, you know, there are times when hard money loans can be really valuable for us at RAD Diversified. And so what I've decided to do um, is we're very well capitalized 
right now as a company, and so we have less of a need for it than we've had, you know, at different times. But we're closing on a farm in June. Um, I, not June. I'm sorry. Yeah, in June, June 10th. And last few times, I waited till last minute to bring in the hard money loan. I want to start this one a little bit sooner. Um, we have about three weeks. And what I want to be able to do is, is our farm in Weezer, we we're able to take from about 40,000 in annual income. And this year, I think we'll cross about 1.2 million in total revenue. And so what I want to do is be able to offer a hard money loan um, out to our inner circle members uh, for our Tennessee farm that we closed June 10th. Because I want to accelerate um, the level that that property gets fully to market. And so, you know, I'm going to raise about $2 million total uh, for this. Um, you can, you know, I think the largest we've had come in as a hard money is 500K. The smallest we've had is 20K. Um, and so I'm going to set that minimum at 20K. Um, and I'm not, you know, really going to set a maximum on that. But we've done a 20% guaranteed return for you guys with a six months flat. Um, and so what a six months flat means is that at the end of six months, you'll get a full 20% return on the hard money loan you do with us. Now, if we go month seven, right, let's say something happens and we can't pull the money out as quickly as we wanted, or we can't do something that we wanted to accomplish, then it'll be 21%. If it's month eight, it'll be 22%, right? And I always tell everybody who does the hard money loans with us, prepare for six to nine months. Um, if we went all the way to a year, don't get really upset or or, or really bothered, right? Um, if we went a full year, you know, your return would be 26%. Um, the first time we ever did it, a lot of the hard money loan extended uh, to the full year. The second time we did it, um, we had most people paid out in nine months. The third time we did it, uh, most people were paid out between, I think, month seven and month eight. And the fourth time we did it, I think we paid back every single person um, within within six, six and a half months. It took a little time to process. And so, you know, I believe we're just so well capitalized right now that we're going to be able to make sure we do that great return for everybody within six months. And I think that's going to be awesome. And so I want to offer that out um, to all of you and our circle members to be able to get that guaranteed 20% return. I think that's pretty amazing. Um, I invest in it myself. I do it myself because um, I like that guaranteed return, just like any of you. Um, it's the only investment, you know, that I ever could see where, you know, it's probably even guaranteed, you know, to do a better than the REIT will during that period of time. Don't call me and say, hey, can I pull my money from a REIT and put it into the hard money loan that that doesn't make sense financially, both for us or for you um, with the way the REIT works. But if you have money, you know, elsewhere or some other way, I think that's great. 20,000 is the minimum. My inner circle coordinators are all over it. Um, and I love that, answering your questions and being there to support all of you. Um, that's great. I think the next topic, um, the joining window is to which take till June. I want to say probably June 10th. It will be the final day. We'll let it go right up till, to, the, to, the, to the edge. Um, but please get the money in sooner than that. Um, and, and I think that's important for our, our closing on that. Any questions about the hard money loan or about crypto before I go into any other topics or any other subjects? And anybody can unmute themselves, raise a hand, put something in the chat. Um, there's 22 chats, so I'm not sure. Obviously, yeah, the minimum is 20,000. 20, 100K, 20% equals 20,000 in six months. That is correct, Bell. Uh, Dutch offering is the 20% at the moment. Is it returned 15 or 20? Um, our last hard money loan that we offered out was 15%. Um, that was the first one we had offered in over a year. Um, this one is at 20%. Hey, Dutch? Yes. 
So do we give that to our inner circle uh, person? Yeah, your coordinator. Your coordinator will handle the transaction for you. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, your coordinators have a job of handling, you know, all the transactional stuff for you. Okay. And I think that's really good. Just something simple and easy to just get used to processing through with them. Okay. If you've already done deals with them, great. Um, I was laughing today because someone was talking about, you know, you know, being frustrated with, you know, the deals going out to everybody and the, the, the fight to get deals. And I said to them, I said, well, how long have you been in, in the inner circle? And, and she was like 40 days. And I'm like, well, how many deals have you done? And she said three. And I said, then you have no room to be, to, to, to worry about the exclusivity of, of deals. Right. Um, that's a great pace, you know, to begin and, and, and to start and we're continuing obviously always to scale our amount of deal flow. And obviously when anybody's new, they always want to do one of two things. They either want to put a pinky toe in and do their first deal with the least amount of investment possible or the, the other side of it, which happens often too, they want to go all in and they want to do as many deals as they possibly can right from the beginning. And we, we get both. Very rarely do you actually get a hybrid of someone in the middle. Um, you kind of get both uh, pretty often. I have, I have a quick question. Um, even though I work for the company, can I do the 20000 yeah, anybody who works for the company can can invest. I've always said this to all of our, our employees, right? Is that anybody who works for the company can invest into the REIT. Um, anybody who works for the company can invest into uh, deals if they let us know that they want to go into deals and transactions. Um, I've always you know, made that available to, to people that are a part of the company. We interrupt this broadcast to remind you to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Rad Podcast. Hey, Josh, it's Kevin. I got a question for you. Go ahead, Kev. Um, with self-directed IRAs, have they given any guidance on, are they allowing us to self-direct into any sort of crypto fund? You know, because I can certainly fund from equity trust if they allow it. I don't know if there's been any rulings so on that yet. Crypto is considered by the IRS as a real estate transaction. Um, we've had no challenge with funding the, the crypto fund from IRAs or 401ks. So the IRS right. considers crypto a real estate transaction. Good. Then I'll give you both. I'll give you some for crypto. I'll give you some for the hard money. I can say if you have a trustee that doesn't get that, especially at equity trust, I'm happy to, happy to call Rich Desich and educate him, but I don't think I'll have to. So Richard, I've been awesome. friends probably going on 15 years, so I know him pretty well. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Um, I just have a question about that you right? Uh, for the crypto, when is the deadline to contribute? Um, Like the next week, the next week. I mean, Hi. you might, you might oh, invest okay. after the next week into crypto, but there's just specific transactions we can create great margins in. Um, and kind of what we're doing with people that are coming uh -huh. into crypto, because it's a long-term play for us, is we're, we're just marking the dates that people get in in order to measure their their percent return with what we're doing with crypto. Um, and so, you know, yeah, you definitely want to get in quick. Well, I mean, I have some already, but I, I just... I just I have some already, but I just like to contribute more. So that's Good. the reason of my question. Hey, Jared, um, I see that you missed the other, um, the hard money loan conversation, but, you know, I just don't like people named Jared, so I'm not going to retell you what the hard money loan conversation is. You have to go back and listen to the recording. 
Hi, this is Hanari. Is the is it the the to invest in crypto still opening? <laughs> Say your question, Hari, and I'll come back. Yeah, to invest in crypto is still opening. We 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 we're we're leaving it open for the next week. Yes. Okay. How how long does it take to 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 get the profit out of it? Well, um, you know, we're kind of we we're doing long term transactions, so we've said a minimum of a year if you're going into crypto. Now at seven months, I might say, hey, we're in a great positive position. I'm going to go ahead and pull and I might be able to, you know, do payouts at that point and I'll communicate that with all of you. But right now that you should plan for a year. So who should I contact to, to, to deposit that money if, if I want to? Who's your inner circle coordinator? Okay. Ms. Gretchen. So I'll call her. Then it would be with Gretchen directly. Good. Jared, Bell just put it in the chat, but yeah, it's 20% flat for six months. Dutch, this is Tammy. I got a quick question, and it's about the crypto. And I don't know if you'll be able to answer if I need to talk with whoever's doing the crypto. Um, is it certain platforms that y'all are using? I mean, we, the- we use, we, we use different platforms for as, as far as transactional holding. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. but we, you know, we're doing usually ICOs, initial coin offerings. Um, there's different, obviously different ventures. We're playing mainly in the gaming space more than any other space. Um, if that gives you a little bit, you know, of, a, of an insight, but Tammy, you can always, you know, you work. You know, you're an inner circle member who then joined the company. You're always welcome to give, you know, on grace and have a deeper call with them on it for sure. But typically, you know, we're, we're doing different, different platforms um, as far as the type of ICOs that we're investing into. Okay. All right. Awesome. 20% Corinthia to answer your question. Kurt White, that's a good Jesus pick on your, um, picture for your chat um jane there's not a specific guaranteed rate of return for the crypto um it's what we call our highest risk bucket you could lose 100 percent of the money you put into the crypto and you could also you know get a 2x 10x return Just reading some of the different questions in the chat. Seven months would be 21%, Corinthia. It's a point per month after the original six. Yes, the percentage would go to 21%. It would be the original 20% flat, Corinthia, plus the 1%, the one point per month after the original six. Mr. David Dillon, how are you doing? It is not annualized, it's flat. That's why it's 20% after six months. That's why 100 grand gets you 120 grand after six months. Let me ask you something. So after this hard money, if if once we 
once you pay that out, I, if I don't want to put that into the REIT, and then how how can where do you have like another hard money where we could just flip that right into another? Um, typically no. I mean, sometimes yes. I mean, some of the team can probably tell you, like someone like Eric Snell can tell you. We, you know, I don't know how long you've been in Eric, but there's times we have the hard money loan and times we don't. Right? Uh, times it's available, times it's not. I'm just looking to see him nod his head. Yeah, five years I think I've been in, and yeah, they, they don't, they, they come and go. But I suppose once you've gotten your return from the hard money loan, you could probably go into some other kind of deal or into something else. I would guess. Yeah, you've done the hard money loan once or twice, right, Eric? <laughs> once or twice, five, ten times. I don't know. Every time you've offered it, I've done it. Oh, I don't know. I don't like. <laughs> I mean, there's times when I like. I, I know I spend a little more time tracking everybody's deals and different things but then there's times where i don't know too so yeah you don't have every one of my transactions memorized for all of five years come on <laughs> i i used to when there was like six of you but now there's you know 250 of you i i tend to not remember so much i heard so, today uh, that yeah. someone's asking about coinbase today um i heard today that coinbase crypto exchange is on the brink of bankruptcy are we connected to that um, I have no knowledge about crypto, just wondering. I actually don't think we use Coinbase. Um, I think we use a different platform for, for our investing, but our team, you know, would, would go through it. But Coinbase going bankrupt wouldn't. It's like kind of like if Bank of America goes bankrupt as a bank, it doesn't mean that your money disappears that's in your savings account, right? And so if we're using Coinbase to, to conduct transactions for us, um, I'm not terribly worried about suddenly money disappearing. Um, it's not how... That's not how that necessarily works. It's like if Rad were to go to bankrupt, God forbid, I mean, I don't believe it'll ever happen, but if Rad were to go to bankrupt, it doesn't mean that the money that's actually in to deals and transactions just disappears. Um, it's still in deals and it's still in transactions and it's still in real estate, right? That's kind of the safety of investing in a REIT um, is that the money's in real estate, it's in transactions. When you invest in a hedge fund, I mean, it might be in the stock market. It might be into a business that could disappear, which is a little bit different. Cool. Other questions about those two things? Um, I can go over the OZ fund pretty quickly. It wasn't on my topics for tonight, but you know, the, the OZ fund is for capital gains. Anytime you have capital gains, you can invest that money directly into the OZ fund. Um, and then, you know, you defer those capital gains for years. Um, and if, you know, I believe the government will, you know, re continue um, to open up after that five years, it'll continue to open up OZ, the OZ fund process. And so after 10 years, you wouldn't pay any taxes on money you put into the OZ fund um, or not, sorry, not the money you put into the OZ, the money you make from the OZ fund. After five years, you're still paying taxes on money that goes into the OZ fund. Um, but after 10 years, you don't have to pay money on the money you make while it's in the OZ fund. So if you put a hundred grand in and that hundred grand is capital gains, after five years, you have to pay taxes on that hundred grand. But the money you made during that five years, let's say your hundred grand turns into 250 grand, the 150 grand you had put into that fund is not taxable unless you withdraw it. If you leave it in there for 10 years, it becomes 100% not taxable and you get that money free and clear. It's a pretty miraculous um, 
I don't know if it's loophole or process, right? That people put into, you know, the tax code. Um, we have a we have an OZ fund. If you want to get into it, get into it. I think it's a great way to defer it. I don't know why more inner circle members don't use it more effectively in the sense that you do a deal, you make money. Um, if you feel like you're going to have to pay taxes on that deal, then why not just put the returns into the OZ um, and then they become, you know, non-taxable. When you're living off the money, that's a little bit different. But I think it's a great vehicle for all of you for sure. Um, tomorrow morning, we're going to have a new deal sheet come out. Um, so just be prepared. The team is prepared to be able to work with you on that. Look for the deal sheet. Make your decisions fairly quickly. Um, if you want to get into a deal, you know, just, just let us know. I, I always say this to everybody. All deals that go on our deal sheets are good. Sometimes the deal that looks like the best deal is not the best deal. And sometimes the deals on the deal sheet on the worst, you know, looks the worst on the sheet ends up being the best deal, right? We're buying every deal for a purpose and a reason. Another thing my team is working and putting together for all of you, and we've never done this before, um, but we're going to work on putting, taking a deal sheet from six years ago and a deal sheet from three years ago um, and come out with where those deals are today, where those properties are today, where those values are today, which I think would be pretty cool for all of you. I mean, it'd be really good to see. Um, it's really cool. The money that goes into the OC fin, does it keep running or does it stay there? Or does it grow? No, it grows. It grows. We invest the money in the OZ fund just like we invest money in everything else we do. We interrupt this broadcast to remind you to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Rad Podcast. If the money was sitting in the OZ fund and not making a return, then that would be, you know, not the way we do business. Jane, stop asking what the rate of return is on things that don't, I can't quote, or I can't say you tell you what the rate of return is. There's a lot of rules when it comes to dealing with people's money that we have to adhere to. I love you. The only thing I can tell you has a guaranteed rate of return is the hard money. You invest in the REIT. Yes, it made 30% the last three years, but it might make 10%, you know, in 2022 or 2023, it might make 60% in 2023, right? And those are the only things that I can tell you is that, you know, it has a lot of potential. We're going to run the business the way we run it, but you'll find that everything that we run, we run on in the same manner, the same path. This, the way we do deals in OZ is the same way we do deals in the REIT. The way we do deals in the inner circle is the same way we do deals in the REIT, the same way we do deals in OZ. Um, and so that's, you know, how we look at returns. The REIT and the OZ will typically make a little bit less money than the individual deals. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll make less money than the individual deals because the REIT and OZ have a lot more overhead, right, than we do on an individual deal. Now, on an individual deal, though, there's also more risk for that individual deal. And you might only get a 12% return if something goes wrong in the deal and it doesn't go perfect and smooth, right? You might only get a 20% return. And so it might be less. Now, if the market changes or, 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 or you know, adjusts or shifts on us, right? And the, re, you know, the, the real estate values across America suddenly drop by 20%, the REIT's gonna take that, you know, momentary, you know, hit. Um, and, and then, you know, we'll persevere, we'll weather, and then, you know, we'll start making returns again the very next quarter. Um, I haven't seen that happen yet to our REIT, but, you know, there will be a day when Rad REIT, you know, has a quarterly loss. That is, you know, a part of the game of investing in a REIT like we have. But after 92.6% the last, you know, two and a half years, I'm pretty happy. Even if we take a 10 or 15% or 20% loss in a quarter, we'll come right back the next quarter and, you know, rebound and continue to do what we do. 
we've also prepared for that in a lot of ways so that there's a buffer. But, you know, I'm just being transparent and spitting out the information. Hey, Jared, you've been with us a long time. You've seen many different variations of us. Thanks for the, the compliment in the chat. Appreciate it. I've seen two of you two of you pick your nose tonight. So just remember you're on camera and to be careful about picking your I'm just kidding. Yes, Richard, the Altadena Leal is a home run. You are very lucky. That is pretty cool. Hey, Doc, it's Stan. Go ahead, Stan. I'm just, there's one chat that seemed a little weird that came through. Was it, was it mine? That's why I'm speaking up. I asked about the REIT stock price. You mentioned a change a few weeks ago coming up. You know when that's going to happen? Um, I'm believing early next week. Um, I think we'll reopen our ability to receive funds in the REIT like Monday or as late as Friday night, I'm hoping maybe. And then we'll open up through the weekend and Monday and then probably Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll change stock price. Okay. Yeah. And it's just a question on the OZ. Uh, I mean, the hard money loan and the OZ. Are hard money loans considered capital gains, the gain we get? You know, I'm actually not sure. I'm not, okay. you know, I always do this prevalence. I'm not a tax expert, but I'm actually yeah. not sure if the hard money loan is considered um, a loan interest repayment is considered capital gains or not. I can ask Andrew um, or Gretchen can, can ask Andrew and then we can send that out to everybody like a little, you know, blurb on that. I'm just not sure. Right. I, I, you would think I would know. I should know. But the bottom line is I just send everything to the accountants and they handle it when it comes to my taxes. Um, but I believe... The answer is yes, but I might be completely wrong. I'd have to check with Andrew. So I'll have him, I'll have him send out something to all of you for that. Thanks, Dutch. Yeah, for Dutch sure. Dutch Alberto. Real quick, Alberto, before you jump in, I just want to hit Sam Helsper with the uh, – I know you're getting a really great return on your 1%, and I know that you said that you're happy with it, but you don't like how it ties your hands. Um, Sam, we're always happy to buy you, you know, out of that – even, you know, because because we're always happy to take that return back in-house if you want to put that money into other deals and those kind of things. Um, I know you'll probably get a 30 to 40% return on it this year. Um, I would never take that 1%, right? Um, I think we just paid out a 10%, you know, dividend on that um, from fourth quarter. And I think we'll probably have another one from first quarter pretty quick. But if you want to do more stuff um, versus having it in there, always let us know. We're happy to buy you out of that. So. Um, go ahead, Alberto. Uh, Dutch, I'm sorry I joined the call late. I was on a, on a 101 for the Tampa auction trip with Johnny. Uh, that was okay. at the same time you started. So the question is, you guys were talking about uh, Harmony Loan when I joined the call. Is yeah, that... we're doing a 20% flat for six months for the new okay. farm in Tennessee. Oh, okay. So that's what I missed. I didn't want to have to just go and watch the whole recording again just to find out what it was. So, okay. And they talked about it quite a bit in the chat, too, if you look at the chat going back and forth. Alberto. Okay. All right. Yeah, and Thank you've you. done enough hard money loans with us that you know how it works. So it's pretty easy. Yeah, for I, you. I started with yeah. uh, the seminar solution and then I did two others. Uh, so and they've been great. And as far as my, as far as I understand and what I've known and I talked to my CPA, it's considered interest income. But I may be wrong, but that's the way it's going in my taxes. So yeah, I know you get pretty deep with your tax professional. So yeah, I'm glad. Thanks for sharing that. 
But I'll, I'll just have Andrew send out a little blurb just in case for everybody. Uh, like just like a paragraph or two or whatever it is. Thank you. You're welcome. If you guys have never watched the podcast with Alberto where he walks you through his notebook on how he treats his inner circle and stuff, I think it's really, really valuable on our podcast. I think, you know, seeing how he tracks every investment and tracks every deal um, and how he, you know, monitors his growth. Almost like a documentary um, is really cool. Hey Dutch, if uh, somebody gives up their one percent spot, uh, hit me up. I might want to pick that up. Just saying. Just saying. I, I I know. I know you have either one. You probably have two, right, Eric? I've just got one right now. But uh, but we can make that two. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, the only other thing that I was I uh, got me sidetracked, Eric. Way to go. Um, there's two people on here that I've been supposed to have connected for way too long, and that's completely my own responsibility. Brent um, Mendenhall and Michael Hansen. I thought I did an email introduction, but I'm guessing I probably never did. Um, can you two just exchange, just private message each other and exchange phone numbers? I really need um, the two of you to connect. Um, so that is completely completely my fault on that for, for being, I don't know, too busy. Nah, it's a bad excuse. I just didn't do it. So Brent and Michael, have you guys connect. Hey, Michael, what was the last name, Dutch? Uh, I believe it's Hanson. It's the correct name. I saw him on here before. Yeah, I got a Michael, uh, Michael Mitchell. Michael. As soon as we get off this, I'll make the email intro for the two of you. Got you. Well, I didn't say hi to Candace. So hi, Candace, and hi, Friendland. Hi, Felipe. Rebecca, six. Paul and Rebecca. Hello, hello. Hey, Thought a lot of you jumped on that weren't on before. Ethan, what's happening, my man? Hey, hey Dutch, how's it going? Hey, Dutch. If I didn't say hi to you, there's a lot of people to scroll through, so forgive me on that. Um, questions, you know, about being Inner Circle members, um, questions about um, specific things. If it's about your own specific deal, that's why you have an Inner Circle coordinator. Um, your coordinator is, I'm guaranteed, probably on this chat tonight. I think I saw all the coordinators on here. So feel free to PM them if you need to. Otherwise, uh, we'll wrap up for tonight. And as you can see, my son was wanting my attention. Um, and I feel like grumpy dad when I tell him to get out. But, you know, he also listens. So that's good. So I'll go spend time with the fam and eat dinner. Good. Get your hard money loan done. Get your crypto done. Um, I have an exciting next week with some fun stuff that we're doing. I'm going to share with all of you uh, through the social channels. Uh, we had a great talk with our staff and team today on an executive call internally for the company. Um, you guys really should get a copy of that recording and watch that. I think it would be really healthy for all of you um, as Inner Circle members to just really know the inner workings of how RAD works and what we're doing for all of you. But God bless. Talk to all of you soon. Have a good night. Hey, Dutch. You too. This is Jan. Man, sorry, man. bro. One last question. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so you know, uh, in in Canada here, the interest rate hikes are affecting the real estate market. I'm just wondering how the real estate is doing in the U.S. because of the interest rate is going up. Well, we are. We're, so there's a couple things that hold the U.S. market real estate up. Um, one of the things that is is that 
investor capital when the stock market struggles and crypto struggles um people get scared shitless and when they get scared they they send their money to the most stable place that they feel like they can send it to and putting it into real estate as a stable asset investors are doing left and right um even the ones that don't know what they're doing right so that's one of the things that keeps the market strong in real estate the second thing that keeps it really strong in real estate is inventory there's just not inventory there's not supply and and what happened was when COVID hit builders you know tightened up and and they haven't just you know even though they're starting to build again and even though they're starting to open up again they just haven't hit the ground you know it, when you lose two years in the build then and then you restart you know two years later it still takes another year before anything even really starts hitting the market as new inventory and new construction and so that lag as now a three-year lag. So you can't make up for a three-year lag in new construction suddenly, you know, right at the beginning. And so that's going to take another, you know, two years for that lag to really take over. And so that's a part of what's, you know, holding the real estate market um, very strong. But those two components are probably the biggest. Um, I mean, real estate goes up, but, you know, the real estate crash that happened in 08 was, you know, a unicorn in the sense that, you know, it was the banks, not real estate that caused the real estate crash. So a lot of things people didn't understand. It was the banks um, buying and selling notes, driving up the cost of notes. Um, really just people that weren't founders of banks, just people that were a part of boards trying to rip as much money out of the economy as they could for themselves. And they, they caused, caused what happened. And, and it, you know, it, it's terrible. The other thing that's going on is there's just not foreclosures, right? We lost two years of foreclosures um, and the foreclosures haven't picked back up. You have places like LA that have, you know, moved their tax deed and lien first auction, didn't have one in 2020, not 2021. And now they're not having one in 2023. And so you, properties that would normally be hitting the marketplace for the last three years, you know, haven't been hitting the marketplace. And so you'll see those come, you know, full swing. So, I mean, it's held strong. At this point, um, stuff still going on the market and disappearing, you know, within a week. And so these are things we're paying, you know, we're paying close attention to, but it's all about, you know, buying right. Eventually the market will come down and then it'll go back up. Um, I think Canada, to be honest with you, Jan's in a little bit, it's in a bigger mess than the U.S. Um, economically, politically, um, it, it, it's actually pretty crazy what, what's happened in Canada so fast. Um, that you, you wouldn't have thought that, you know, a few years ago that that was even possible. Yeah, the market went crazy over the last three or four years, right? It went up yeah. over 100%, I think. So I think it's right for a bit of a correction right now. Yeah. All right, everybody. God bless. Have a okay. good night. Thanks, Dutch. Good night. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. We're listening to the podcast. Good night. An exploration of wealth, finance, business, and entrepreneurship. Hosted by Dutch Mendenhall founder of Rad Diversified.